my strength and song. The Lord has chastened me sorely. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who would examine me. Do we not have the right to our food and drink? Do we not have the right to be accompanied by a wife as the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? Do I say this on human authority? Does not the law say the same? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out the grain. Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not speak entirely for our sake? It was written for our sake because the plowman should plow in hope and the thresher thresh in hope of a share in the crop. If we have sown spiritual good among you, is it too much if we reap your material benefits. If others share this rightful claim upon you, do we not steal the more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. Let us be attentive.
Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. There was a man named Archie who came home from his vacation once and find that his neighbor had erected a wooden fence five feet over his own property line into his yard. Now, several weeks went by during which Archie, out of the goodness of his heart, tried to work with his neighbor to remove the fence, to come to some sort of resolution. He offered even to help and split the cost of the work, but to no avail. Of course, Archie could have appealed to the civil authorities, but he chose to forgo that right in this instance and allow the fence to stand to show his neighbor something of the grace and mercy of God. Now, contrast Archie with the wicked servant in today's gospel. The wicked servant, having just been forgiven his tremendous debt by his master, is implored by his own fellow servant to have some patience and wait just a little longer to be repaid what he owes. But as we heard, the wicked and unforgiving servant is hard of heart and very unbending. He grabs his fellow servant by the throat and has him thrown into prison until he can pay back his debt. Now Archie chose the way of mercy and meekness. He chose grace over some grass. And in doing so, he retained a very peaceful heart, and even gained his neighbor. But what was the wicked servant's end? His master heard of his evil and merciless behavior toward his fellow servant. And as you heard, he had him handed over to the torturers. So pain and suffering was the outcome of his egotistical pride. Let's look at another story from the Old Testament. In the 13th chapter of Genesis, we read that both Abraham and his nephew Lot had tremendous flocks, so much so that the land could not support them both. And on account of this, the text reads, quote, there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. But what is Abraham's response to this conflict? He takes the meek route and says the following to Lot. Let there be no strife between you and me and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. 
Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will take what is at the right. Or if you take the right hand, then I will go and take what is to the left. So spoke Abraham. Behold his deference. Look at his magnanimity. The story continues and tells us that Lot looked around and saw to the east, beautiful, lush, and rich land. Thinking only of himself in his egotism, he of course chose the best-looking land, leaving the poorer land for his uncle. And what is the outcome of this story? Well, Lot had to flee from the wickedness of the people where he was living. He lived near Sodom and Gomorrah, and he ultimately lost everything. Abraham, on the other hand, took what Lot did not want, the leftovers, so to speak, and inherited the promised land. As the Lord spoke these words to Abraham, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land which you see, I will give to you and to your descendants forever. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. Archie and Abraham, we could say, exhibit meekness and generosity, while the wicked servant and Lot exhibit pride and selfishness. Observe the outcomes of their choices. My brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord has said, and you know this well, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This beatitude, I believe, is dreadfully misunderstood, though, and for a couple of reasons. First, meekness is so often looked upon as weakness, but this could not be further from the truth. Consider Archie's situation. As a man, he probably had some feelings or temptations of anger toward his neighbor. Archie, after all, had suffered an injustice. Some of his land had been essentially stolen from him. As a base instinct, many people would yell, threaten, seek revenge from the people that had offended them. Note the wicked servant's detestable actions when he was owed some money. But what did Archie do? He restrained those passions. He kind of tied them down, those wild horses, with the incredible strength of meekness. And the same goes for Abraham. He is the uncle here. He is the elder. In the conflict with Lot over land, Abraham could easily have flexed his muscles and taken whatever he chose, whatever he wanted. But he set his ego to the side with incredible strength and meekness. And he gave Lot first choice to take whatever land he wanted. Meekness, then, brothers and sisters, is not weakness, but strength under control. To be meek means to be 
like a firmly rooted rock, unshaken by exterior circumstances. Or as St. Basil the Great wrote about this great virtue, meekness gives man steadiness so that he is always the same whether circumstances and thoughts are pleasant or unpleasant. He is indifferent to both honor and dishonor, joyfully accepting things sweet and painful and remaining unperturbed. Now, the other part of the beatitude which is misunderstood is the inherit the earth part. The word for earth here is ye, which is therefore better translated as land. The meek shall inherit the land. But which land is Christ speaking about in the Beatitudes? It is the land spoken about by the prophet David when he says, the meek shall possess the land, Psalm 36, 9. And again, I believe to see the good things of the Lord in the land of the living, Psalm 26, 13. This corruptible earth, this world, cannot be the land of the living. The land of the living is that eternal land of incorruption the land of paradise, a place of light, repose, and refreshment where there is no pain, sorrow, and suffering. And what do the Holy Fathers say about this land? According to St. Gregory of Sinai, the land of the meek is the kingdom of heaven. It is the land granted as the inheritance to those who are truly holy, the untroubled and divine serenity and the peace that transcends the mind, the land wherein the righteous dwell quietly and untroubled. And St. Augustine wrote about this saying, inherit the land I believe means the land promised in the psalm. It signifies the solidity and the stability of an everlasting inheritance. This is the peaceful life of the saints. The meek are those who submit to wickedness and do not resist evil, but overcome evil with good. Let the arrogant therefore quarrel and contend for earthly and temporal things. But blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the land. This is the land from which they cannot be expelled forever, quotes the saint. The meek shall inherit the land of the kingdom of heaven. Beloved, and so let us imitate our Lord Jesus Christ himself, who said, learn from me, for I am a meek, and you will find rest for your souls. And to him be the power and the glory to the ages of ages. Amen. That ever guarded by your might, we may ascribe glory. 